Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve. My co-host is Kyle. Can you hear us, Kyle? I can hear you. I hope you're having a blessed day. I am. And I know you're actually still driving right now, so I'm going to give you a chance. You said you're just a few minutes away from your house, though, so hopefully you'll be able to join us to where we're not distracting you. Uh, Because, yeah, so keep your eyes on the road, especially in Maryland. They're crazy out there. I'm not talking into my phone. I'm communicating through my car. And even if I were blindfolded and driving with one finger, I'd still be better than most Maryland drivers. That is the absolute truth. My my car insurance, when I first uh, got stationed there, my car insurance jumped up with no incidences. It was like $40 a month. So yeah, for no reason. With, to compare with recent wrestling news, average Maryland driver's driving ability is equivalent to new WWE Hall of Famer, the great Kali's wrestling ability. Oh, Lord. And but congratulations to him for being announced into the uh, Hall of Fame this week. Um, yep. Along with... Uh, an actual good wrestler and mayor came. And I believe Rob Van Dam got announced. Yes, he did. RVD is in. So I wonder if this is going to be it for the Hall of Fame or if they're going to save the last one for they they There's already two more. You're missing two. Eric Bischoff. Uh, and Molly Holly. But they're missing the tag team from the uh, Hall they of are, Fame Florida. They, they are missing a tag team. I mean, I will admit that. Um, and with it being two weeks away, I mean, there's still a possibility that they can announce someone else. But that actually is our subject this week, Kyle. This one we decided on. We're going to be discussing the WWE Hall of Fame, and we're going to have a top ten, but it's not going to be our normal style of top ten. We're going to be discussing uh, actually two different top tens, I guess, if you want to look at it. Uh, those who are not in the Hall of Fame, but should be, and those who are in the Hall of Fame, but in our opinion, shouldn't be. And... We just gave five apiece for each category. So if we have duplicates, hey, so be it. That's just the way it goes. I, I don't know if we have a top ten this week as we have discussion points. Yeah, very true. And there's there's actually uh, quite a few names. I mean, it. Um, I was moving them up and down. It's like, well, I'm only going to give five. I'm only giving five. I'm only giving five. And there's actually quite a few names. I mean, I almost felt bad for not, um, you know, especially for the ones that I felt deserved to be in but aren't in. I felt kind of bad because I didn't have them in the top five. But, I mean, that's how, you know, we each have our own um, reasons why we ranked them the way we did. You know, and there's so nothing know. nothing wrong with either list. You know, there's nothing right nor wrong. It's just our opinion, so – I know my weekend was filled with training and preparing for an upcoming football season, 
What did you happen to this weekend, Steve? Well, Saturday night, I went to Covington, Kentucky to watch a Northern Wrestling Federation show out there. And it was their return uh, to Covington. And, oh, you want to talk about a packed house. Um, Our friend Randy, uh, he and I went uh, there together. And we actually, unfortunately, we actually hit some traffic because of a wreck on the way there. So we got there a little bit later than what we wanted. Uh, So we showed up right before uh, the first match. And so we were sitting kind of in the back, and you could actually see that on the video. You can kind of tell how far back we were. But at the same time, even though we were, were, like I said, you know, kind of far back, um, there was still not a bad seat. But great card. Uh, I mentioned this on the the Twitter, which I'll give my, you know, I'll give all the contact and listening info uh, here in a, a second. But on the Twitter... Um, I've actually mentioned it was a great show. Two title changes. I will wait just a second. I'm in. Okay, you're in? All right. Uh, There were two different title changes. One was the main event, which was the, uh, the, the tag team titles for the NWF changed hands. The, the Hollywood Blondes were the champions. And they lost the titles um, to a masked wrestler named Star Rider. And you know what? I could not for the life of me remember his partner's name. I will go find that right now. But the other title change was to our good friend, who's actually, we've talked on the show before. That'd be small and mean Selena Dean. She is now the brand new Northern Northern Wrestling Federation Women's Champion. And she she cashed in the golden ticket and she took that belt. All right. All right. All right, Kyle. So you sound like you grinded some ice, man. No, I, there's something for me on the counter. Oh, okay. So I'm um, just trying to uh, get out of my family's way. The video that you took, quite yes. a moment with uh, Selena Dean winning. It was. It looked like a traditional cash in with a uh, with a heel turn, as you described. Yes. Um, well, Selena Dean, she was already a heel. The actual heel turn came in the form of a female wrestler who goes by the name Big Mama. And Big Mama, she's been kind of a favorite of everybody. Um, I've seen her go a few times. I actually saw her win a, a intergender battle royal here in the great big bustling metropolis of Mount Orb a couple of years ago. Yeah, you know, she was the winner. I mean, she was tossing tossing fools out left and right. But she came in, and to save, it was Nikki Victory and Paige Jones going against Selena Dean and a woman who just goes by the name Ella. Ella, who is um, kind of a trivia thing, Kyle, she is listed as being from Waverly Hills, Kentucky. 
Um, do you know what the significance of that is? And she's, by the way, she's also portrayed as being crazy. And I don't know if everybody actually catches the reference there to Waverly Hills. Um, off the top of my head, I'm not familiar with the Waverly Hills reference. Waverly Hills is not actually a town in Kentucky. It is the name of a sanatorium. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So I'm like, I love how they did that. But um, after the show, uh, well, after the the match happened, um, Nikki Victory, who was the women's champion, she and Paige Jones actually won the match. But then um, Selena Dean and Ella proceeded to give Nikki Victory a beatdown. They threw Paige out of the ring, and they they started uh, beating down Nikki like she stole something. And then they pulled out a table and put it in the corner. Then Big Mama ran in, and she saved Nikki Victory. You know, she she threw some clotheslines, threw some shoulder blocks. Because Big Mama, I mean, she's as you tell by the name, she's not tiny. You know, so she can definitely looks like she can hold her own. And she was throwing clotheslines, throwing shoulder blocks. And got about the ring, cleared the ring, and she hugged Nikki Victory. And then she turned around and speared her right through the table. And I don't know if that was a spear. It, it ended up being a spear, but it it was more like a uh, King Kong Bundy avalanche through the table. But through the table, and and that's when. And if you if anybody wants the link, uh, and, and I actually recorded the entire match, uh, just because Selena, you know, we consider her a friend of the show, and so I recorded the entire match. I was not expecting any of this, but with her being the golden ticket uh, holder, um, you can hear me on the link. I'm screaming, cash it in, cash it in. And then she did, and she just walked in there and pinned Nikki Victory, and then she is now the champion. Um, but Selena, she had told us a few months ago that if we record anything, we had to make sure if we post it to YouTube – it has to be unlisted. You cannot find it through a search. That is actually part of the um, more or less the agreement with the NWF or anybody recording their shows privately. You know, so if anybody wants to see it, let me know, and I can actually give you the link. Um, I just can't. I mean, I, ugh, I, I don't know if I could post it on mine. I mean, I've already given it to Selena, and I've given it to Kyle, well, and, I, and I've given it to a couple other people so they could actually see it. But I, but you can't find it through a search. Selena Dean posted uh, quite a bit to her Instagram. Yes, she did. Uh, there, there was a clip of it. I want to see this. I saw it this morning in her story. So congratulations to her. I, I will miss the photos with the golden ticket briefcase. <laughs> she was quite entertaining with those. And it, it looked like an interesting show, and it looked like every stereotype of a Kentucky wrestling fan that I could think of, I think I saw in that crowd. Oh, it the crowd was um, – I mean, I, that is one way of putting it. But I think not just Kentucky wrestling fan, I just think wrestling fans in general – uh, but then again, and we've discussed, we were discussing this today. 
I don't think you can really lump down wrestling fans into one particular stereotype. Uh, because and they, and they were all out there the other night, and I was so fortunate I was able to meet Roger Ruffin for the first time as well. You know, he's the owner of the Northern Wrestling Federation. Um, and if anybody Googles the name, you'll find out that he's been in the wrestling game a long time. And if you watch WrestleMania 8, he is actually the referee in some of the matches, including the first one between Tito Santana and Shawn Michaels. And, you know, um, nice guy. He's actually married to Big Mama. And, you know, and I was also able to meet in person for the first time, Selena Dean. We've been contacting, corresponding now for the past few months. She's called into the show, and she's always given us updates. And, and she did pass on some um, more news about her mom. You remember her mom is fighting breast cancer. Uh, she's about to have another surgery, um, you know, and so definitely I thought some prayers when I turned for that. But you know, she said she is um, – it's more positive news than negative news, which is good. But, yes, Selena, she was nice as can be. You know, her character, you know, her in the ring, you know, she's, she is small and mean and just fierce. Outside the ring, she was um, absolutely a sweetheart. And if you go to the, the Twitter page, you can actually see a picture of me and her on there that I posted. Yeah, Kyle, it's the same picture that I sent to you not long after we took it. Uh, but speaking of the, the contact and listening info, let me go ahead and get that out of the way before I forget. Uh, unfortunately, due to the incident last week with a couple of trolls calling in, we are not going to be taking any phone calls for the indefinite future. If you want to, if you would like to be a caller on the line, you know, on the show, let us know uh, beforehand, and we will make arrangements. So, um, you know, but until then, no calls. Uh, but. If you want to email us, you can email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. Where that's actually where we do the majority of the social media. Well, I say we. I know, Kyle, you don't, you don't do the Twitter, uh, but you do do the Facebook. I do and, the Facebook. I do do the Instagram to a lesser extent. Right. Uh, we actually don't have an Instagram, but, Kyle, if you want to set that up, um, you know, maybe we can we can get well. We'd have to do it under Armchair Booking Podcast email as well, but we'll get all that taken care of. Um, but yeah, Twitter at Booking Armchair. We have a uh, a link to the YouTube channel on the the show description right now. Well, I was able to add another video the other day, and I will be adding a third video of the tag team title change that I was mentioning before. You could find this episode and all our previous episodes at iHeartRadio, and you can find us on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have I forgotten anything? No, I don't think you've forgotten anything. Uh, You covered the email. You covered all our contact information. I do want to point out that we should be sponsored by Weight Watchers and Just for Men. Uh, I noticed how great I was over the weekend and how great you are in, in the photos you posted. So a little just for men what would help. Uh well we'd have to actually start using it to be sponsored. That's one of the that's one of the things about being sponsored by somebody. 
but if anybody who's listening would like to sponsor us, yes, definitely let us know, and we will make some arrangements. You know, we were looking forward to anything like that. As long as it is, it does have to be family-friendly, I will throw that out there. You know, so, Kyle. But I, go ahead. I did get a – I watched uh, Harry and the Hendersons as I sent you a photo. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, why is he sending me a photo of Harry and the Hendersons? Um. I I laughed uh, at the body language in one of your photos after I saw that. But the from previous topics that we have talked about, how many wrestler appearances show into random television and movie things we don't even realize. How many? So I, go ahead. How, how many? Just wrestlers have appeared on television shows, and we don't even realize it sometimes. We think of the we think of the of the Rock being a a great star because he's he's on television Wednesday night. And he's in all our movies. And we, well, I know I own a pair of Project Rock shoes um, and, and a few other things. But the one I wanted to mention was in Boy Meets World. And as far as being omitted from the Hall of Fame, the first one I'm going to throw up for discussion is Big Van Vader. And you know, when I saw that name, I was I, I honestly thought it was a mistake. I'm like, no, he's in. He's got to be in. But he's not. And that is an absolute travesty. Well, they a few years ago, they knew he was sick and he had heart issues and he was not going to make it much longer. They had an opportunity to bring him in while he was still alive, and they chose not to do it. And this, this the discussion for the WWE Hall of Fame. Do they want to be a wrestling Hall of Fame, or do, is the Hall of Fame just based on your contributions to WWE or WWF before it? And, you know, I can't even say that. I can't even say it's based on contributions because some of the people who's in there, their contributions are pretty minimal. I'm like, what did they do for the company? What did they do for wrestling? There's some celebrities, I will argue, actually did help elevate it. You know, and I know, um, you know, I don't want to spoil your entries, but, I mean, I know your opinion on, on one of them. And we actually had – we discussed this a little bit today. Um, but I do feel that, you know, some of them do have merit, but there's some that just have no place being omitted. So you, you look at this from two two sides, and the first side I looked at is 
what are his wrestling credentials? IWGP champion, but legend over in Japan. Multiple-time WCW champion, United States heavyweight champion. Headlined for at least three years with Sting, Ric Flair. Main evented multiple shows. Was an absolute beast in WCW. Before Hogan arrived. Yeah, yeah, before... Hogan arrived and exercised, you know, his, I'm Hulk Hogan, brother. That doesn't work for me, brother. That doesn't work for me, brother. And, and uh, some of the dumbest, worst the, match, go ahead. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm about to take it off topic. So. Is WWE failed to book him very well? Uh, when he first came in, and he had the issue with Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam. And, and that kind of ruined his whole tenure. It did. And um, I remember when I was watching that match, and this was not long after it came out, you know, so I saw it on video because I was, um, I was stationed in Japan at the time. And when he jumped out off the top rope and he kicked him in the head and said, move, I'm like, something's not right here. You know, of course, now as we're finding out 20-some-odd years later that he said Vader was out of position, you know, for Sean to do his elbow drop. Well, that showed how at the time Shawn Michaels was extremely unprofessional. And you could tell me he was kind of spoiled because he was able to get away with it. And this is after the curtain call. And think about that. I mean, this was after the curtain call incident where Shawn Michaels wasn't punished. And right. Triple H, you know, he took the brunt of that. But so after that Vader's career, you know, in the WWE, um, it, it, he didn't last too much longer, I don't believe. And it could have been just phenomenal how he had to run it with Shawn. And I'm not going to say that Sean is the reason why Vader's not in the Hall of Fame now. You know, um, but, but Triple H, how much of that carried over to Triple H? Yeah, very true. And that's why the, the, the so-called Hall of Fame, where if you, if you were to look at the list of names of the people who were first going in, it was very, very credible. And since then, I mean, some of the names you can go, okay, like this year, we mentioned Bischoff as actually a very good entrant, I believe, because Eric Bischoff, I mean, he um, he revolu- well, not, not say revolutionized, but he was the one who kind of spearheaded the whole NWO thing. It was his idea, and he got the ratings, not even just for WCW, but for the WWF as well. As well. Because he's the one who kickstarted the Monday Night Wars, and then they brought him in the WWF later on. Once, of course, WCW folded, and that wasn't Bischoff's fault. I mean, he may have actually had a hand in it, and he admits it. But you know, he kind of let things uh, go a little bit too far. But you can't deny what he did. You know, the the positive things that he did. And yes, yeah, so, I mean, I think Bischoff is a. Um, 
that one is a good good fit. Kane is a good fit. Uh, Molly Holly, uh, maybe. I don't have anything against her. Um, I don't think she was the most influential woman on the roster, you know, but she was certainly talented, you know, and she didn't do any harm. Um, All right. Um, Yeah. Since she went there, that kind of goes to uh, a different discussion point. Is we're looking at the Hall of Fame. Did Molly Holly perform the role she was asked to? I believe so. And that's one of the things you don't ever hear any um, complaints, you know, from the other wrestlers about Molly Holly. They always talk, you know, pretty highly of her. You know, whether she was one of the Holly cousins, you know, with with Hardcore and Spike, or not Spike, um, Bob Holly, Fresh. Hardcore right. Crash Holly and then Molly Holly. And then later on, you know, she was with Hurricane Helms. And well, go ahead. The the heart the the thing we have to realize and, and this goes to contribution to the business as well. How how many titles did she win? Multiple time women's champion. She won a hardcore title. Um, she did do that. She did do that at WrestleMania. But you realize that she quietly paid for a wrestling school for Beth Phoenix. And there are others that she rumored to have helped out. Oh, as a person, oh, yeah, she is fantastic. You know, and for that alone, I mean, yeah, she should definitely be recognized. You know, like I said, I don't have anything against her going in the Hall of Fame. You know, um, there's so many different ways to look at contributions to to wrestling and what what makes someone deserving of being in this Hall of Fame. Well, one of the things I wanted to bring up, and I had it, you know, written down, but I can't find my notes. But now it's on my mind. I better bring it up because I will forget it because that's what happens as you start to get older. If you look at any other kind of Hall of Fame, it's not one person who decides. They actually have a committee who vote on it. And you take something like the Football Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame, Basketball Hall of Fame, and they have to have so many votes to get in. And, and there have been years where, just a couple of years ago, they didn't have anybody going to Baseball Hall of Fame. Nobody. And I, I do not like how the Hall of Fames are done for baseball, for football, uh, basketball. I would say the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Hall of Fame are the Wrestling Hall of Fame in Iowa is more more legit because they're voting based. But you take a, a sport like baseball 
and this is going to be relevant because we have a discussion on an omission or someone who's in that shouldn't be or who is less worthy. In baseball, you have 500 geeks who write about baseball who have a vote on whether or not an athlete was good enough to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame. And 50% of the vote is on their performance. And the other 50 is whether or not the guy was a nice guy and helped the guy write articles or how he was as a human being. Non, non-athletic factors. So it's almost like they're treating it like a promotion board in the Air Force. Yeah. They're look they're looking at the whole person concept. And it's a it's a difficult thing when oh, I I still don't want to give away where I work. Yeah, I don't. My my greatest recognition was not getting voted Airman of the Month in the Air Force because that really performance rating, passing passing a quiz, answering questions and, and honestly you answered the questions the way they wanted to what they wanted to hear, not what you actually thought. Um it was an award I got that was voted by my peers. Many years later in my workplace, my contributions to our overall program and I I appreciate that more than I do anything else because they actually know what I do, how I contributed, the real effort it took to do the things that were done. Well, the really, you know, the voters are notwithstanding when it comes to like baseball. Uh, my point was it's not just the baseball commissioner who makes the decision for every single one of them. It's, right. Right. And it is other people. I mean, regardless of, you know, uh, the, the fact, you know, like you said, 500 geeks that are writing about it. But it is the fact that it is more than one, and it's actually a pretty good. I mean, I, I don't think it's five hundred, but I mean, it, it, it is a question if it's a number to where it's actually five hundred. Is it five hundred? Wow, I thought it was like one hundred maybe. Um, Whereas football is twenty, twenty writers, and they whittle people down. Okay, maybe that's why, why I was thinking baseball was uh, a lot lower number because football is. But with the WWE Hall of Fame, you know, and it, the WWE Hall of Fame may have started out as other people who had input. But now, once again, with DKM, it's his Hall of Fame, and he is going to decide who goes in it. You know, people can give him names, and he gives the thumbs up or thumbs down. And right. I think you're right that other people do have input, but at the end of the day, it's Vince saying yes or no. Right. They give a name, 
and um, you know he, but he decides. And uh, I had somebody message saying they might be able to call, and he just messaged and said he won't be able to call. So all right, sorry, Randy. Yeah, he was actually looking forward to calling, but he had, unfortunately he can't call us. Um, but now, <coughs> now we've mentioned Vader. Who are some of your other ones you feel uh, should be in? Well, after Vader, the next one I wanted to bring up for discussion was the total package Lex Luger. And this it's a controversial pick because a lot of people view Miss Elizabeth's passing on her relationship with Lex Luger at the time. Which is very unfortunate. Um, and you, you look at him just like Vader, Lex Luger didn't win a title in WWF. He came close. Maybe he should have. But he never won a title in the WWF. He was a co-Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, but that's not a title. <laughs> that's not a title, but um, but he's one of the, um, the only time, well, the only time that the Royal Rumble officially tied and it was designed that way. At the time it tied, it wasn't supposed to be like that, so they went back and just redid it. But with Luger, you know, and I get to thinking about it, you know, and with any of these, I always think, okay, why aren't they in? And I can't even say because Luger, you know, he snuck and he joined WCW, and he was on the very first Nitro. And did he appear... I don't think he appeared on Raw the same night. No, he uh, he had a verbal contract with Jr. and Vince, and he basically strung them along to be the surprise guest on Nitro. Yeah, so he just showed up. He didn't um, do what Rick Rude did. But the funny thing is, Rick Rude is in the Hall of Fame, so that shot that theory you know out of the water. And Rick Rude. He appeared on both shows same night. So maybe it does have to do with uh, the death of Elizabeth. But Rick Rude, I mean, he didn't kill her. I mean, no. she, she died of an overdose. I mean, and I get, you know, she was with him when it happened. Um, and that was a big scandal because, you know, he had left his wife for Elizabeth. And uh, then they had some domestic abuse charges. But, I mean, he has turned his life around. And they said before, I mean, he was an absolute jerk to be around. They said now he's one of the nicest people you'd ever meet. I mean, he has done a legitimate turnaround. And that's a that's a hard thing because as a wrestler, granted, not the most polished performer ever. No, he had to look. Multiple time heavyweight champion. He arguably beat Hogan in August of 97 and that that was the biggest pop probably on Nitro for 
Bill Goldberg won in 98. He, maybe his backstage attitude, but overall, like, he's much more accomplished than some of the other inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame. I have one more theory. And I'm going to look it up right now because some of the ones um, on the list of people who should be in, we pretty much know the reason why they aren't in is because there was a lawsuit filed against the WWE. He's not in it. He's not in it? Okay. I didn't think he was, but I figured, ah, it's a long shot. Let me look. But, I don't know. I mean, if, you know, and I can't even say whether they're, they're judging it on Luger's performance in the WWE. He was their one of their top guys for about a year. They had the Lex Express, but that didn't go over so well because they were trying to make him the next Hulk Hogan, and it just wasn't going to work. Um, and that did come down to his attitude. Um, he didn't. He was not very fan friendly at the time. You know, he would do it for show, but when the cameras weren't looking, I mean, all right, you know, you little brats, get away from me. That type of thing. Well, that that's the the weird thing about this Hall of Fame. We look at it, and you can't legitimize it because. You look at Vader, you look at Lex Luger, and granted, they did not do much in the WWE, but right. are, are you telling me they did less in wrestling than Johnny Rods or Vince's limo driver? With Johnny Rods, that actually comes down to... Did they do the job that they were expected to do, and how well did they do it? And I think Vader probably did do what he was expected to do. He did have a little bit of an injury bug, but he had that before he even went there, and he told them, by the way, I need shoulder surgery. And eventually they let him have it. But with Luger, you know, he he has a certain public uh, image that he wasn't living up to. I mean, it's just like John Cena now. Um, even though John Cena, obviously, you know, I don't, he, he's more of a part-timer. But John Cena is, is not allowed to go in, in public bars and, and drink in and things like that. I mean, he has to maintain this image. And maybe but that's the deal with Luger. I don't know. He's, a, he's just a tough one because there there's, has to be a, a factor there's an outside factor and and maybe it's Vince taking him leaving as a personal offense because that was the first shot in the Monday night war. It was. And you, you know how Vince crushes competition, but there's, 
there's a lot of wrestlers that never wrestled in WWE that are in their Hall of Fame. I know, and that's actually something else that is it a WWE Hall of Fame or is it wrestlers and personalities Vince likes Hall of Fame? Because, that, you, know, yeah, I, you know, if you don't mind me going to, um, well, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you do this. Because there was actually, Abdul the Butcher was actually, he was on my list of somebody who should not be in the WWE Hall of Fame because he never wrestled for WWE. He just didn't make my top five. And there, there's a whole group of, of them. The Freebirds did not wrestle a whole lot in WWE. Yeah, they were there. They keep saying for about a cup of coffee. They were there for like two or three matches, and that was it. And they they made it. Now their Hall of Fame induction was worthy. And. Michael Hayes singing was entertaining and all that. But Jimmy Garvin wasn't even with the Freebirds when they came to WWE. But actually, here's something else, though. If they're talking about factions, the Four Horsemen were a WCW faction. Well, the thing about the Four Horsemen is all Four Horsemen wrestled in WWE. Well, yeah, I think only... yeah, every every person who was a full horseman, um, with the exception, I think, Mongo. Mongo, I don't think he ever wrestled for the WWE. Well, they didn't induct Mongo as a horseman. Oh, that, no. that is true. You're right. Everybody who was inducted. They inducted uh, Barry Windham, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, and Ric Flair. And I think with JJ, JJ. With JJ, yeah. And Barry um, was a tag team champion multiple times. Arn and Tully were tag team champions. Ric Flair was multiple time heavyweight champion and and a tag team champion during uh, Evolution. And recently I found out he was also, I don't know how I missed this, he was also Intercontinental Champion for a little bit. <laughs> and, and we can't forget J.J. Dillon ran talent relations before JR. Right. So the the criteria of who they it's honestly Vince McMahon's whim. And these my next omission, I don't think they'll ever get in, but this was a WWF creation, the most dominant WWF tag team of the 80s, for sure. And that was Axe and Smash, a demolition. And this is one where, because Barry Darso was part of that lawsuit, this is Vince, I don't want to say being petty, because would you let somebody be, you know, recognize when they're also trying to sue you, you know, at the same time? Yeah. And and this is where it's the same thing with the British Bulldogs, who I could have slotted in there. Uh, Another two, um, 
ironically, the killer bees were a, a staple. They're kind of my dark horse, kind of a dark horse um, candidate to go in for me. But yeah, I mean, they people liked them. I mean, they they did what they were there to do. Uh, same with the fabulous Rougeau brothers. Now they actually, I think they should be in because they were involved in quite a bit. And besides just busting in dynamite kids' teeth. And, and here's one: if you don't want to say demolition, you have to say the Midnight Express. Yes, they they were another one uh, because demolition. I mean, I'll just go and say that demolition are also in my, in my top five. Um, Midnight Express, I had them, and, you know, they just didn't make my top five. But, yes, the Midnight Express absolutely deserved to be in there. And and for that, if you want to just go down that road, Jim Cornette solo, I think, yeah. deserves to be there. He'll never get in. And that's more probably more because of his mouth than anything else. Because he has an opinion, and he's going to let you know his opinion. And, you know, and he's bad-mouthed. Um, he's bad-mouthed the WWE on several occasions, and um, and he's been getting worse and worse and worse here lately. He just, you know, he just has not, no something's left to give. And... Like, I disagree with him in a lot of ways politically. Yes, but... But his wrestling opinions are not wrong. That man is a living, breathing, walking, talking encyclopedia of professional wrestling. And he is one person... I'll be honest with you, like as far as like wrestling bucket list of people that I would and just sit down and just talk with and just talk wrestling with, Jim Cornette's on that list. You know yeah. what? I mean, he'd have to be. Because, I mean, he lives and breathes wrestling. And it started when he was a kid, and it's never subsided. And, you know, he's done just about everything you can do in wrestling. He's been a photographer. He's been a manager, obviously. He has actually wrestled in some matches. Um, he's been a commentator. You know, he's been a booker. You know, he's been part of the story. He's actually owned his own promotion for a bit, and then he ran the um, the Ohio Valley Wrestling for a bit. And he's been with WCW. And he was in um, Mid Southern. He was in Mid South. He was in uh, World Class. Then he was in Mid Atlantic, and then WWE. And then he did what? Um, he did TNA for a bit. He did Ring of Honor for a bit. I mean, he's been everywhere. So why wouldn't you have him in the WWE Hall of Fame? Because he was involved. I mean, he was very involved with the matches. Um, he helped manage Yokozuna. Not him. His tennis racket is Hall of Fame worthy. That tennis racket needs to have its own wing in the Hall of Fame. There should be a gimmick wing. As I mentioned, I'd also like a pet wing. uh, and Frankie the coconut that Roddy Piper busted over that dude's head Uh, head. there's there's a whole bunch of props that could be uh, 
in the Hall of Fame wing. The next addition to my omission list, and again, this is a personal grudge uh, of some kind because every WWF champion that has retired is in the Hall of Fame except for Ivan Koloff. Uh, I'm going to have to check the accuracy of that because I don't know if Stan Stasiak, I don't know if he's in. Stan uh, Stasiak got put into the um, into the Hall of Fame because Sean Stasiak made, made a little whiny post about it because they inducted him in like the video Hall of Fame where they okay. did. Uh, it was before they were doing the big ceremonies. Well, they did a big ceremony, but they inducted him using like a video, and they didn't. They didn't give him like a speech, like the regular Hall of Fame members. They did like a legacy. He did it. Yeah. Okay. He got put in the Legacy Hall of Fame. Then that's what it sounds like. And I mean, he's still in the Hall of Fame, but they because he had passed away. And Sean Stasiak is definitely um, not a favored child of the WWE. No, he isn't. He, I mean, he he has diarrhea of the mouth quite often. Well, that and didn't he record the locker room? Um, was that in WWE? Or was that WCW? I think that was WWE, and that's what got him fired. And the sad thing about it is Sean Stasiak. If anything, he's a screw-up. You know, he's that's what it comes down to. He's, he's that airman who just cannot stay out of trouble for doing dumb crap. Yep. And it's, and it's nothing real major either, but it's a whole lot of minor things that you're like, dude, seriously, straighten up. You're right, Legacy, he went to the Legacy Hall in 2018. There it is. But, but I... I... I, Ivan Koloff, and we weren't even – well, I wasn't alive when he won the WWF title, Bruno. But for his matches in WCW, when, when it was Mid-Atlantic NWA with Nikita and Crusher Khrushchev, The tag team runs with the Russians, I mean, that was classic 80s wrestling. Well, and think about this. It's not like the WWF world title was the last title Ivan ever held. And, yes, he was a transition champion, but your transition champion is still going to be somebody credible, especially if you're choosing this person to beat Bruno in the garden clean. You know, even in Mid-Atlantic, he held – the Mid-Atlantic title. I believe he held the TV title. And like you said, you know, the tag team titles on multiple occasions, the six-man tag title. And by putting, making Nikita Ivan's, you know, storyline nephew, it instantly gave Nikita credibility. Instant. Instant. I mean, so that's something about the name. And with Ivan, yes, the lawsuit, you know, happened. 
And there's actually there's been a grassroots campaign to get Ivan into the Hall of Fame. It's been going on for a while. I, I want to say even before he passed away. And he actually was not the one running that. It was actually somebody else because Ivan Koloff and um, you know is the real person. And I cannot think of his real name. It wasn't Koloff because he was actually Canadian. Um, he was actually a very humble man. He he had actually become born again Christian. He was a minister, and he wasn't campaigning saying yes they need to put me in the Hall of Fame. That was other people campaigning for him. But yes, he was part of that lawsuit. They should have put him in long before that lawsuit was even a thing because there are certain people who are part of that lawsuit who are in the Hall of Fame. So why don't they have him in? They need to have him in. And part of that is, I mean, that was a money grab from a dirty attorney. And they're they're never going to win with the Connecticut labor laws. There's a reason Vince McMahon runs out of Connecticut. And they have not lost, other than Jesse Ventura, they have not lost many court cases out of the state of Connecticut. Have they? Um. I don't know about all the lawsuits. Actually, when I was Googling, trying to find all the, the list of names of people on that lawsuit, I did happen to catch a glimpse, and it said apparently some of their shareholders um, were filing a class action lawsuit. This is just back this past August. Uh, I, that was the date on the article. I, I didn't read it because you know I didn't, I didn't want to be sitting there trying to read that article while we're trying to do the podcast. I just happened to catch the glimpse, and I'll have to check it out later. But it says something about um, – they defrauded investors, or you know, don't you know, don't quote me on that. That was just what I happened to catch a glimpse of, and I'll have to look at it um, at a later time. But yeah, and I don't know much about uh, Connecticut's laws. It sounds like you know you know a lot more about it than I do. Well, their their labor laws. I mean, WWE has been killing people in court, which. Because of where Connecticut's located, I'm actually a little surprised, but maybe Connecticut's different than, you know, some of the other states that surround it. It's there because every court case that they file, they immediately have moved to Connecticut and whatever is in the Connecticut laws, half of them get dismissed. And this concussion, and really, the concussion lawsuit, if you don't know that you can get hurt being a professional wrestler, that that should be, like, obvious. And it was, it was a money grab. And the majority of the people in the lawsuit were stars of the 80s. And we we know that lifestyle. They did not save a lot of money, and they were sold a bill of goods, and the lawyer could not come through. I remember seeing the list of names at one point, and there was somebody that was on the list that had absolutely no business even being on it. Um, 
and I cannot think it was like Teddy Long or somebody like that. It was not a wrestler. And Teddy Long was never a wrestler. He was a referee and a manager. You know, or maybe it was somebody that wasn't even in the WWE. I don't remember. Um, that's another one I'll have. Like I said, once I see the list, I'll know exactly who it was. But, well, I mean, they have uh, Billy Jack Haynes was in it. Vito, Big Vito was in it. Billy Jack Haynes. Balls Mahoney, Road Warrior Animal, Superfly Snooka, Paul Orndorff, multiple Guerreros, Adam Baum, Ahmed Johnson, Kamala, both Hebner brothers, King Kong Bundy, Axe Smash, The Killer Bees, Butch Reed was in it. Jazz was in it. Butch Reed, there's another one. I didn't even think about him. I think Butch Reed should be in the Hall of Fame. More so probably for the stuff he did outside of WWE because the natural was not a good gimmick. I liked him. I just didn't like the gimmick. Anyway. Um, I'm trying to find the most ridiculous. Slick was in it. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm slick has to be the most, um, maybe that's who it was that I was thinking about that. The name just stood out. Like, why is this person suing? And then there was a, uh, a model named Bobby Billiard that was in it. And I, yeah, I I didn't even know she was a wrestler. My last omission, and, and this is kind of shocking because, and it's obviously because she has passed, but we let a, um, China's in the Hall of Fame, and she did porn. Sonny's in the Hall of Fame, and she did porn. Medusa's awesome, deserving of the Hall of Fame. So is Trish Stratus, Lita, Corey Wilson, Wendy Richter, Fabulous Lula. But the First Lady of Wrestling is not, and that's Miss Elizabeth. And, you know, when I saw you know, that you had had her on the list. I was like, you know, I think she is deserving because she played quite a big role in a lot of the storylines, especially around WrestleMania's four and five. Well, and actually, you know what? Two and two and three as well, because she was kind of the center point of Randy Savage going against George Animal Steel at WrestleMania two. I'm not saying it was a great match, but... You know, she was the, kind of the focal point of that. And then she was also in WrestleMania 3 um, <clears throat> with when Savage is going against Steamboat in one of the greatest matches ever. And 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think she should go in. And I don't want to say it's because of how she passed, you know, that's keeping her out. You know, and in some of this, and I will go ahead and, and throw this out there, um, this is kind of a, um, a caveat. Some of the people who aren't in, and this includes at least one, you know, one person on my list, they're not in because either they don't want to go in or they have since passed away and their families do not want them to go in because they said it was that person's wishes or they have reasons why they don't want them to go in. You know? Right. But I can't I, – I don't I don't know. I mean, she was associated with Randy Savage, you know, for, you know, years because, I mean, they were married in real life, and then they divorced in real life. Um, and then later on, they were kind of put back together even though they were divorced, but they were put back together on screen anyway, you know, in WCW. So two different companies, and it's not like she left WWF and went to WCW. I mean, she was out of wrestling for a while. And then she was talking to coming back in. And, and Randy Savage helped her get get a job in WCW. Right. He didn't have to do that, you know. And, but you, granted, with Jimmy Garvin, there was sunshine. Um. And then Precious. Uh, Precious, I disagree with Baby Doll, but she she was there. She was a valet. Um, Miss Elizabeth set the set the standard for women in at least WWF. Oh, I, I agree, and but and she wasn't one of those. You know, even though Savage was a heel, she was not one of these valets, managers who would constantly interfere in the matches. You know, she and you know she was kind of a a class act. I mean, especially compared to you know some of the way the other ones were portrayed. But oh, so. Yeah, as far as, like, women contributions, like, I can see why Missy Hyatt is not on the short list for induction. I would argue that Sable and Brock Lesnar are going to be inducted at the same time because they're married. I can see Brock, yes, absolutely. Sable... You're going to have a lot of people, you know, just absolutely squashing all over that one. But multiple-time women's champion? That's because Vince had a crush on her. Vince had a crush on her? It's just like Sonny. Um, oh, I'm spoiling that one. Sonny was the most downloaded person on AOL in, what, 96? Uh, yeah, I believe so. It was either 96 or 97. I, I think it was 96. So I, I knew many a dude who had Sonny posters on their walls in 98. <clears throat> um, 
and with Sonny, and you mentioned China earlier, and I'll go ahead and spoil you know, part of my list real quick. China's not in by herself. China's in as part of uh, DX. And I think they included her because uh, they were catching so much hell from people because why isn't China in there? You know, you know China, I mean, she was the, the ninth winner of the world. And she was the first woman, you know, woman to overhold the intercontinental title. She was the first woman to ever enter Royal Rumble. She was the first woman to actually eliminate somebody in the Royal Rumble. And she was a big part of a lot of storylines. And a lot of people look at it like the only reason she wasn't in is because of how the relationship with her and Paul Levesque ended when he was – um, cheating on her with Stephanie McMahon, the billionaire boss's daughter, which sounds like something straight out of a, you know, Dallas or Dynasty or one of the old uh, nighttime soap operas, but it was the truth. And they said, well, it was kind of a grudge against her because, you know, they were the ones who were in the wrong, but um, so they're going to keep her out. And then they said, well, it's because, you know, she did the adult film, you know, or was it multiple films? Multiple. Yeah. Well, you know who was in one of those films with her? Sean Waltman, who also went to the Hall of Fame with, with DX. And like you said, they inducted Sonny. Sonny, who actually has her own web- – well, she's in jail again. But she actually has her own website where apparently you can go and see her films. <laughs> and you talk about somebody who, who's, who, who became just a hot mess. But Sonny – Sonny's actually on my list of people that should not be in, even though she is in. But I think that the reason why is because they're being hypocritical by saying they won't put China in by herself because of the adult film thing. You know, but Sonny, who made an actual living later on doing adult films. Anyway. And, and Sonny is a different discussion because Sonny is – she did one adult film. No, Sonny's done. She has her own like adult like website. No, and, but she has an OnlyFans page, which I also joke about. And she sells communication with uh, her fans. Well, either way, she's basically she's involved in the sex industry. Well, OnlyFans is a paid way to distribute content, videos. I do feed photos. But she was making $100,000 a month doing fan communications. And this goes to the wrestling fan If we ever get to interview Selena Dean uh, again, could you imagine the filth that comes into her uh, her Twitter, her Instagram, her Facebook inbox from wrestling fans? And, and the difference is Sonny's getting paid to to look at it. 
I may view it a little differently than you. Um, I, I think that's kind of smart, but business-wise, yes. However, um, it's not something that I would ever want my daughter to do. <laughs> but that that goes to a different discussion, and we have brought this up many times. Um, the choices you would you would make for yourself, your personal family, um, they get deflected onto other things, and uh, we we can go through a lot of different things. I have never smoked, and, and you know that, right? I've never smoked, but I've also never judged you for once smoking. Which now it has been about four and a half years since I had one, and that was only a couple when I thought I was out of a job because somebody told me I did not get rehired, but that's another story. But <clears throat> always chosen not to do that. Um. And I see this in different areas with my my child or in in the gym. Um, a lot of different factors led me to become overweight, and I've always held weight very well, but to get up to three hundred and twenty three pounds. Um, that that's a lot of a lot of poundage and i am unbothered as i've lost 60 pounds to um get where i'm at now but i do know of people that make fun of other people in the gym that should never happen if they're in there in the gym they're trying they're putting forth an effort once you help them but but there are still choices um, I and I've watched this where we we used to know someone and worked with someone who would ride an exercise bike while eating an ice cream cone. Was it Sweet Pants? <laughs> it was Sweet Pants. Sweet Pants did that. He would do that all the time. Really, I did not know that. Because, and, um, and, and that was, again, when you choose to eat bad, um, not exercise, and a series of choices, those are still my choices, and I can't deflect my obsessiveness with going to work out now and eat right and work out and all that versus your lack of desire for different reasons. Oh, I used to be a workout fiend for a while too. But but that that goes to different stories. Um, Many people in we once worked with um, there was a conversion to 
the International Church of Christ uh, on our shift and on the midnight shift. And it started right around the time you had gotten married. I don't know if you remember this, but some of these guys would get really gung-ho and, like, sell all their music CDs, all the videos they owned, um, and whatnot, because that's what they believed this. And it was a person who was professing, well, you can't have this CD because it's going to do this to you. Or you can't watch this because it's, it's going to do that. And that, what that do to people, uh, three years later, the, the church that had done this was under investigation and none of the guys who went that strict like that, none of the guys were professing faith by the time I left the military three years later. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, well, like you said, if it was starting right about the time that my wife and I got married, because we left there, you know, four months later, you know, so um, I was basically gone anyway. You know, I was short. So, yeah, I don't remember any of that. Um, But before, you know, we start to really get off topic, because you and I both, we can do that. (laughs) Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Um, Do you want me to list off the couple that I have that should be in that um, only have – Two of the ones you have on your list that should be in, I also had on my list. That would be Ivy Koloff Demolition. But then I also have three that I think should be in that are not. Um, And I think I know the – well, I know the reasons for two of them. I don't know the reason for the last one. But I'll say the first one is Bam Bam Bigelow. And this one – like I I agree with you. I, I'm I'm shocked when they were in New Jersey several years back that he was not an inductee. Quota of wrestlers who have passed passed away. Um, that this will affect him. Like this year, you're going to have the British Bulldog get inducted and he he passed away well that i don't know with bam bam i was thinking maybe because he died of a drug overdose but um and it was an accidental overdose but i can't see why that would disqualify because it's not like you know he was constantly getting in trouble with the law and you you talk about a man who headlined WrestleMania 11. You know, now it was not one of the greatest WrestleManias. In fact, a lot of people have it on their their short list. You know, if you had to say the the five worst WrestleManias, you know, it usually makes the list, along with nine and you know four and you know some, uh, some other ones. Well, Bam Bam is also affected because he had run-ins with the Click. 
Ah, aha. And if he's omitted, it's because Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and honestly, it's Triple H in the power position here. Yeah. It's because he didn't get along with them. And, you know, you're talking about somebody who was also, he was in, um, he was in a movie. He was in Major Pain. Yeah, a great movie. Yeah. Well, I I, I showed it to my kids for the first time a couple months ago, and they laughed at some of the parts, but, you know, my daughter, she said, yeah, Dad, it's kind of dated now. And I honestly, I had to, it had actually been a while since I've seen it, and I'm looking at it going, I guess it is kind of dated, but it still had its funny parts. With, with you know, Damon Wayans, when his, the dance scene, that's when it still cracks me up. But with Bam Bam, you know, going there, and he did a, I, I thought he did a pretty good job. Well, he played a tough guy, and, you know, so maybe it's not really acting because he really was a tough guy. But, I mean, any man that, two flames to his skull. Yeah. And this was back when tattooing somebody's head was illegal, and he still did it. So, after Bam Bam, who do you got? Uh, After Bam Bam, I have (laughs) Owen. And, obviously, the heart... Yeah, we both know why Owen won't go in. Um, because his widow, uh, Martha, will not allow it. Um, and as personal reasons with her, I mean, she's actually stated the reasons. I don't, I don't want to get into it. Um, my opinion is because of Owen's multiple, multiple contributions to wrestling. I mean, he was in what some people have called um, one of the, you know, the greatest matches in WrestleMania history, definitely the greatest opening match. You know, with him and, and Brett at WrestleMania 10. And with, and, you know, unfortunately his tragic passing um, at Over the Edge in 1999, you know, that's what a lot of people, you know, and I have to say myself included, you know, the first thing I think of with Owen is, you know, him um, getting killed like that. You know, one of the worst accidents in wrestling history, probably the worst accident. Yeah, he is in a category all by himself, and, and that that's the hard thing because the Real Wrestling Hall of Fame in Wichita Falls, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, she will be be okay when they abdu- induct him. It's the fact that Vince McMahon will profit her husband and. You know, for maybe for the right amount of money, the right donation, with all the work they're doing with their foundation in his memory, maybe she'll consider it. But right now, he can't even appear in video games. Right. You know, um, even though was. He was actually already in in a game, you know, when he was still alive. Um, it was a game on the Super Nintendo, and I think it was just called Royal Rumble. You know, even though it had other matches on it besides just the Royal Rumble. But he was actually one of the favorite characters I used to play on that. You know, he 
he was one of those. He was so talented. He could do just about anything you wanted in the ring. And I get why she doesn't want, like you said, I mean, she doesn't want them to profit, but he's more than deserving. And actually, for when I was doing the list, I actually had the Hart family as a whole. You know, actually, I actually called it the Hart Dynasty. Because, you know, you're talking about groups to put in the Hall of Fame. Why wouldn't they put the Hart family? You know, the Von Erics are in there. Well, the, yeah, that that's a tough one because, uh, again, it's Owen. And, and they, they did induct, I want to say, Stu Hart. Yeah, Stu Hart's in there because Brett is the one who inducted him. But in... When, and actually, they won't put the Hart family in there because it's, it it wouldn't be complete without Owen. And, but, I mean, I'm, I better move on. The last one I have that should be in, um, and you've already read my list, I'm assuming, um, is Mike Rotunda. And, and he, he can legitimately be a two-time inductee. Absolutely. And it, granted, he's not as popular as other characters, and he's kind of bland. But you take his WrestleMania 1, the uh, U.S. Express with Barry Windham, and where he was a multiple-time champion, you can argue he took that. They went to AWA, didn't do a whole lot. But when he went to WCW with the Varsity Club, with Rick Steiner, Kevin Sullivan, Dr. Death, probably his best um, Mike Rotunda character towards the end he he comes up with Michael Wall Street managed by Alexandra York who we've talked about right and then goes to WWF is IRS you're over yeah you can't have money ink without IRS and that was also a perfect pairing, if you ask me, putting him with the Million Dollar Man. You know, hey, we've got these two characters. Let's put them together. Money, Inc. Tag Team Champions. And wrestled Hogan at WrestleMania 9. And then their pace taxes. Yeah. And, you know, before he was part of the great... Exodus, or I don't even want to call it an Exodus last year, but the great COVID firing right at this time last year, he was one of the um, the agents for WWE. And he also, you know, helped create two sons who are both now part of the WWE. One is a pretty big star. The other one hasn't been seen in like 18 months. But Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. So, yeah, Rotunda needs to be in the Hall of Fame. But as far as people who don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, who are? You want to you give me your list there, Kyle? 
so we we had this discussion, and, and it's always worth noting that because we don't know their role, we we judge based on fan, as fans, right? And so anyone they consider to be worthy should theoretically be worthy. And and it's just poor advertising that they say Hall of Fame, WWE Hall of Fame, or Wrestling Hall of Fame, because we we really don't know. So my my first undeserving star is Tony Atlas. I'll have to disagree with you on this one, but go ahead. Give me your justification. Well, Tony Atlas got over as Mr. USA and half of Soul Soul Patrol with Rocky Johnson where they were the the first African-American tag team champions. And, And he deserves credit for that. Due to drugs, he fizzled out of WWE, a WWF at the time, made it to Puerto Rico and just not I, I I can't say I liked him very much in Legends House. Oh, he was very unlikable in Legends House. We watched that. And beyond winning a tag team championship, what did he do in the WWE? He was pretty popular though back late 70s, early 80s. And like you said, he was Mr. USA. Now, if we had to put him in there based on the Saba Simba, I would say no. That was a forgettable, never-should-have-happened character. But all I can say is he needed money. That's the only reason I'm, I'm pretty sure he did it, because he needed money. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, my, my next undeserving and this is for contributions to WWF. Okay, I was about to say, this is the only way I would agree with you on this one, but go ahead. And that's because he didn't wrestle a match. But I have Bob Armstrong not being very deserving of the WWF Hall of Fame. And granted, his boys, Road Dog. Scott Armstrong both have long careers. One is a wrestler, the other is a referee. But Dad was a regional star. Bob Armstrong was a a Georgia star. He was not a WWF one. So he's getting recognition where we have omissions uh, for actual WWF talent, WWE talent, and someone who never wrestled a match in the company is being honored before they are? I don't know about that one. I can, yeah, I can agree with that because, like you said, justification, he was never actually in the WWE. Why are we putting him in? Because they, they're saying he is the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, and just on a quick side note, I don't know if you had heard the news about Road Dog. Um, apparently, he had a heart attack a couple of days ago, and he's in the hospital. 
Yeah. 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 So yeah, our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to him and his family. You know, hopefully he recovers soon. Um. Now, after this, and we already brought him up, and, and this is Johnny Rods. If it were as a wrestling trainer, then okay with with his list of trainees. But, and we already made the argument for him. He did his job. He was enhancement talent. And the the discussion, greatest enhancement talent uh, that you remember off the top of your head? Mike Sharp. I'm going to go with Barry Horowitz. There you go. There was actually rumors of Barry Horowitz was going in this year. I don't know if you knew that. And, and as far as enhancement talent, uh, Barry O, Randy Orton Gumpel passed away this weekend. He did. You're right. I totally forgot about that. So there were certain wrestlers that that was their job. And we could argue that the Mulkey brothers should also be in the Hall of Fame, if that's the criteria. Uh, they would go more or less like a Mid-Atlantic Hall of Fame. Um, and that was just a kind of a fluke off of something Jim Cornette just happened to say. Oh, Mulkey Mania is running wild, and the next thing you know, people just ran with it. But. So th- Well, I mean, he went in early. You know, he was one of the early classes, 96. Um, and he did – he he was enhancement talent, but it, it, from the sounds of it, because I don't ever remember actually seeing him wrestle. Um, if it is, I mean, it, it, w- it would have been later on, you know, in his um, career. But with it sounded almost like he was a jobber to the stars. You know, he would he would win against other enhancement talent, but when he would wrestle the the bigger names, he would lose. Yeah. So that's one of the things. There was something about him they must have liked, because maybe he was that good. Um, but your next one is this one's always been a controversial one. So my my next one. Uh... And again, his role, enhancement, lower mid-card talent, and this is Coco Beware. Definitely, he he became a jobber to the stars. He was beating all the enhancement talent. He was actually beating a couple of the other jobber to the stars types. But more often than not, he was staring at the ceiling. And... and you do your job, which he did, and he deserves credit for him. But he he gets put into the Hall of Fame, and do you want to say it's for his work on the Pile Driver album? The man sang that song like nobody else could sing that song. Or the the fact he he tra- traveled around with the bird named Frankie 
And, like, I don't know, did your did you know people that bought the little stuffed animal bird? I did not. I did. Not, not that I'm aware of, but my mother had one. <laughs> um, but never won a championship. Well, and this is the WWE Hall of Fame. Right. N- never really won a match that matters. And uh, another tag team wrestler with Owen Hart in those parachute pants. Oh, Lord. And you remember that? High energy. Now, granted, I will say that when I heard or saw they put them together as a tag team, I I thought that was a good fit. They called them high energy. I thought it was a good name. So it didn't go very far, but it definitely had potential. Um, my, my last entry, cause I, I like that tag team, but my last undeserving, the vast majority of the celebrity wing of the hall of fame. And this is where based on the criteria the majority of the nominees are to draw attention to the Hall of Fame and not really um, based on worth or contribution to the business. Well, the ones I will argue deserve to be in there. Um, And I will, let me preface it, put up the disclaimer. We are not discussing politics. However, um, I say Donald Trump actually does deserve to be in there because of his contributions to WrestleMania's four and five and to the one where he wrestled Vince. That was the one in Detroit, uh, 23, 24. Uh, I want to say 22, but there was somewhere in there and because he also he made because uh, he was actually a pretty big wrestling fan and so um, he he offered up you know his arena I guess or backler you know whatever you want to call it um, there at Trump Towers to have WrestleMania four and then the next year and this is the only rest of the time where WrestleMania repeated in the same place um, you know consecutive years he expanded it he wanted to make sure they had more seating and this is one of the things that uh, a lot of people don't know about. Um, He actually uh, fought to make sure people with uh, satellite, uh, satellite subscribers, they were able to also watch pay-per-views because before they weren't allowed. It was only cable, but no, he fought to have to let the satellite uh, providers also show the pay-per-view. And then, of course, you know his you know um, his involvement. You know him getting stunned by Stone Cold, and then him shaving Vince's head, and um, so yeah, he actually he did bring attention to the um, to the industry to WrestleMania. You know, he brought a lot of press attention to it, and this is obviously you know before he ran for president. You know, well, so yes, I would agree. I would say Trump deserves to be in there, Mister T. 
his contributions. WrestleMania is one, and two. He brought a lot of stuff. Cindy Lauper's she's not in there, but I think she needs to be for the same reason well, no, she, she brought. A, go ahead. I I swear she just got a recent induction. I would I was looking and I and I thought she was too, but I couldn't find that she is. She definitely deserves it. But I, when I bring up celebrities, I'm bringing up uh, Snoop Dogg getting a Hall of Fame induction for performing a song. A song. Oh, and our conversation uh, you and I, you and I had earlier today, you said I might as well put Kid Rock in. Same thing. Kid Rock is in. Uh, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> based on ridiculous criteria, one song. But why not Flow Rider? Flow Rider. Um, oh. Salt and Pepper. And you, you can name any any Liberace from WrestleMania One. Any celebrity that has had anything to do with WrestleMania or wrestling, why not Stephen Amell? Oh, and one who's in the, the celebrity wing, uh, well, Drew Carey for his one-time appearance, you know, in one Royal Rumble, and it was like, why'd y'all give him the, the nod over an actual talent? He's not doing anything. But anyway, one which was definitely a publicity stunt because he's never going to get in any other Hall of Fame, and I better make sure that I get rid of Duck because my wife is sitting right beside me, and he is not the, the Baseball Hall of Fame for a good reason, and that's Pete Rose. That was a publicity stunt to put him in the WWE Hall of Fame. And, and make sure this is real loud. Pete Rose is a scumbag for what he did to, to baseball as a manager. He's an undeserving. He didn't meet the integrity code of conduct for baseball. Sold the game out, bet on his own team, just like Shulish Which they proved. They did have – they showed proof that, yes, he did indeed bet on his own team. Now, I will say this also because hopefully any of our listeners who are in this area where I live – got to remember where I live, dude. Um, and, and opening days in a couple of days, and they still love Pete Rose. doesn't matter what he did. But I could go into some other stories that I heard from someone, a, uh, well, I say kind of still a coworker. We don't work in the same office anymore. But she actually knew Pete Rose. And her grandson actually played baseball with Pete Rose's son. And I guess her brother was living with Pete Rose's ex-wife. That's another story. Um, well, but, oh, yeah, but he but he is a scumbag, you know, as far as, like, actions, not just on baseball, you know, but just in general. There's, uh, messing with underage girls, that's another thing, and it's been proven. Anyway, the whole thing with, with him is regarding baseball, after 32, 33 years, he still can't come clean on everything he did. Like, he sold a book that I almost bought in, like, 2002. It was, what, 15 years after the event? And he still couldn't come clean. 
over everything he did. All he had to do was take personal ownership of what he did, and they would have let him in the Hall of Fame. Not let him profit off of baseball, but let him in the Hall of Fame, and he couldn't do it. He lied in the meeting with the commissioner. If you make a mistake, own it. And, you know? and if the Air Force taught taught me one thing, when you do wrong, just say, yep, my my fault. Mm-hmm. And that was and, yeah, I will not take credit for something that somebody else does that's good. Um, I will own up on something that I did where I screwed up. I will not take the, the blame for somebody else's mistake that I know. I will throw that in there. Um, and I will not allow myself to be um, accused of something I didn't do, good or bad. Um, so, but anyway, so Hall of Fame is the the celebrity wing. It well, who who can get us clicks? Um, who can get us viewers? I go uh, honestly. With some of the celebrities, Pamela Anderson should be a Hall of Famer then. For Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Um, Mark Wahlberg. Or no, Donnie Wahlberg, uh, sorry. No, was Donnie Wahlberg in anything? He was a... Um, he was like a guest timekeeper or announcer. So Burt Reynolds, there's another one. Um, was Vanna White and for this matter here's one now here's one that's actually up for debate Lawrence Taylor LT and headlined Wrestlemania and, and had a newfound respect for it after he was done because you saw how blown up the man was and this is not like this is not someone who was out of shape this is Lawrence Taylor Oh, he was he was blown up sky high. Yeah, but you look at all the football players that were in on the around the ring. Um, oh, Mongo McMichael was one of them. They, they could easily be Hall of Famers. Anyone that has been a raw guest host should be a Hall of Famer. Well, you know who wanted somebody, another football player who is in the Hall of Fame? The Fridge. Yeah. Shouldn't be. He had the one-time appearance in the Battle Royal in WrestleMania two, and he, um, he pulled John Studd out, and that was his moment. And but he had a wrestling moment. And he had a wrestling moment. But... And as we we are starting to run out a little bit of time, I'm going to go ahead. I've already mentioned one of mine that I don't think should be in, and that's Sonny. The next one is somebody who technically is not in yet, but is scheduled to go in here in, oh, two weeks. That's the great Kali. Are you kidding me? The man has two moves. He has an overhead chop and a headbutt, and that's it. And he's not even very good. And he's not even very good at those. And I'm not I'm not saying he's not a good person. Well, I heard he's actually a super nice guy. You know, hopefully, you know, somebody that with that size, you hope is they're nice. But as far as, I mean, his contributions, he's big. And that's it. You know, he's hey, tall. He, he, he was taller than Andre. 
He may have been barely. Yeah. Um, the next three, I think the only reason that three of these are in, and I know one of them you will argue with me about it, is because they are friends of Hogan. First one being the Honky Tonk Man. So the the Honky Tonk Man, and again, this is your personal preference, 478 days as Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, because he played what, politics. What, whether you like it or not, he is the greatest Intercontinental <laughs> Champion. No, he is the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. He ain't the greatest. And he he played a character to an absolute team and his shoot interviews alone are deserving of Hall of Fame recognition. No, his shoot interviews, you know, now granted, they are entertaining and the man is very honest, uh, but that's called somebody who's still trying to maintain some spotlight. But his shoot interviews, I'm surprised haven't gotten him punched in the face on a daily basis. But, but he's, but the man. He he was over, and he he was he was the kind of heel that you paid to watch someone beat. No, I, my opinion. When he came on, I turned the channel. I didn't couldn't stand him. Didn't like his wrestling. I thought his finishing move was was weak and stupid. And they should have put they just should have just took the belt off of him as soon as he got it. And we've heard the story about how he ended up with the bell. What about that guy? Because Butch Reed didn't show up. I'll move on. The next one, one of to me, one of the most overrated people in WWF history. Once again, friend of Hogan, Hillbilly Jim. And this, yeah. So this is the opposite of Tony Atlas. Hillbilly Jim was a likable character in the Oh, super, super great guy, super nice guy. And apparently also plays guitar. You know, he plays guitar well. You know, he's been in like some bands. But when it comes to his contribution to wrestling, he was like the – he was a fan favorite who didn't actually do anything. Now, he didn't even wrestle that much. He got injured like pretty uh, quick out of the gate. He was – only in there for about two years, got injured. They kept well, he, all, <sighs> he, uh, he would wrestle, get injured, wrestle. Um, beyond Hogan and Andre at WrestleMania three, we, we can say the Steamboat Savage match, obviously being one of the best of all time. But one of the moments, was Hillbilly Jim and King Kong Bundy with the uh, little people. Yeah. And when King Kong Bundy elbow dropped, uh, was it Little Beaver? So, I mean, you you have that. You have him and Hogan, 84-85. And if you have Coco, you have to have Hillbilly Jim. And, and surprisingly, <laughs> one of Hogan's friends 
that wrestled alongside him but never turned on him. That's true. I mean, I will say that. Hillbilly Jim, as far as I know, was never a heel. The one who was, was supposedly Hulk Hogan's um, best friend, and that's Brutus the Frickin' Barber Beefcake. Ed Leslie. Uh. <laughs> the gimmick was over. I will say that. The barber gimmick was over. I hated it for a while because, uh, you know, when it started, everybody started. You know, just because of my last name. My last name is Barber. I don't say it very often but on here, but my last name is Barber. And, uh, you know, that gimmick was over. But his wrestling skill was pretty next to nothing. You know, he his very first finishing move was the was a high knee, you know, high knee lift, you know, to somebody's face. That's kind of weak sauce. Then he did the sleeper hold, and that, that's when he would cut their hair and spray paint their head and, and let the enhancement talent get paid an extra hundred bucks for getting their hair cut. But besides him having the barbershop, what did he really contribute? Um, he was a tag team champion with the um, with Greg, Greg Valentine. Valentine. Yeah, that, that's more Greg Valentine. That's Greg Valentine, you know, trying to give a little bit of legitimacy to Brutus because he's Hulk Hogan's friend. But he, he came in like Greg Valentine was Hogan's friend, too. But Greg Valentine was actually already established. Greg Valentine, I mean, he's been wrestling since the 60s. But the the whole thing, um, Brutus went up and down the coast. Like I don't know if you've read his book. Like I haven't. Him and Hogan, him and Hogan slept in vans together. Oh yeah, I mean now I'm not and, taking that away. I mean he did work. He just, you know, and just never did it for me. He's someone who we'd look at differently if he separated from from Hogan. Well, you know how we talk about how Coco ended up being Jabba for the Stars and some of the other ones? That's what Brutus should have ended up being was Jabba to the Stars. But Hogan's friends weren't going to be Jobbers to the Stars. And he apparently was Hogan's, you know, alleged weed carrier. But anyway... Hey, to some people, that that's a good friend. Yeah, you can go to jail. I ain't going to jail. That'll work for me, brother. But um, I I think Brutus had a, a distinguished career. He, uh, granted, what he did in WCW kind of sucked. Kind of? It defined it. But. It's he he's definitely uh, worth the discussion. Uh, I I would say uh, he's more deserving than the great Cali. Yes, I would say Brutus is more deserving than Hillbilly Jim. Uh yeah, and but that's, like, but that's like saying, look, I smell better than crap. 
hey, and you could say, depending on your mood, you can go Brutus over Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> but I would not choose Brutus over Sonny. I I think Sonny redid, and, and granted, she it sort of didn't help the women's division after, but she redefined what a diva was in WWE. And maybe it's because I'm not a fan of divas, because to me it actually uh, it takes away. Um, it takes a spotlight away from their actual talent in the ring. It just makes it seem like they're just there to be looked at, and we don't care if they can wrestle. We just want to look at them. For a time period that they should never be able to escape. That's true. Yeah, but uh, Now, I wonder if the Peacock Network is going to erase that from their history. They might. Apparently, they've already started. I haven't gotten the Peacock Network yet. Uh, I was actually planning on doing it today, but work got a little bit busier than what I thought it was going to. Um, because I'm actually I'm taking um, half a Thursday and all of Friday off, so I'm trying to get everything ready for my uh, coworker so he's not slammed. <clears throat> but uh, we have about four minutes left, so we need to go ahead and talk about what we're going to be doing next week. Because I just know it's going to be WrestleMania-themed. And do we want to do something like this again, Kyle, where we have like a top five plus top five? We can. We can do like top five. Um, well, and really, if we say top five, it'll be our personal favorites um, when it comes down to it. But our five favorite manias and then our five least favorite manias, or five, you know. Uh, I, here you go. I, I think we need to talk about our five favorite WrestleMania moments. Okay. And we can go with our our least favorite moments or matches. I'll go ahead and say my least favorite moment is probably WrestleMania nine, the whole thing. <laughs> but no, it won't, it won't be that drastic. But I that was tremendous. <laughs> Backyard brawl is one uh, with the Rowdy Piper and Goldust. Oh, the backlot brawl, yeah, which was filmed at Disney with, with the <laughs> the OJ Bronco. Yeah. Um, WrestleMania four, the tournament was too long. Yes, but these things that we definitely we can have as criteria on the list. And if you've never seen these, Kyle, I do believe it is What Culture Wrestling. Um, they have actually compiled a series of videos starting from one, but it only goes up through I think either thirty three or thirty four, because that's just happened to be the year they're making these, where they have. Um, Ten facts about each WrestleMania, and it's—I mean—it's pretty interesting. And um, and then there's another another one of the wrestling uh, video channels. They actually, you know, they rank what they think are the um, the WrestleManias, starting with the worst, going all the way to the best. 
They, and they do they do it for other things too. And in fact, walk course wrestling. They also they talk about the King of the Ring um, in the Summer Slams. They have not done the Royal Rumbles, um, and doesn't feel like they're going to. But but that's something I actually recommend checking out. And you know, and I'm not trying to you know advertise for them. But like I said before, if anybody would like to advertise, you know, like for us to advertise for them, you know, please contact us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail dot com, or find us on Twitter at booking armchair. Or Facebook, facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. We need to set up the Instagram. Remind me this week, Kyle, we need to set up the Instagram. I don't know what kind of pictures we put on there, but we'll figure out something. And, and hey, everyone can talk to me as I comment on Sony's OnlyFans page, uh, trying to get those feet photos from my collection. Okay, um, and on that note, I mean, I'll leave you to that. I mean, you do you. Uh, you look, hey. look, at, look at Sony's feet all you want to. I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but either way, um, I will talk to you this week, and we got to think about our top five and bottom five WrestleMania moments. Or, you know, and we will have another good. I thought this was a pretty good discussion. So maybe, hopefully, next week it'll be the same thing. All right, man. Have a good week. All right, dude. God bless you.